Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey! What if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye! I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Now, here he is, the coach. Buddy Martin. Good evening and welcome to a Thursday night edition of the Buddy Martin Show. Right here on the network where we tell it like it is. We hope we don't overreact and we're going to settle your mind tonight. Remember we all came together about, what, six, seven months ago when things were in chaos. I had people telling me it was over the Florida Gators should just cancel football. They'll never be able to win again. They couldn't hire a coach, etc., etc. So tonight, as we sort of reflect on the news of the last 48 hours, we think about what it is and what it isn't. And when I put this invitation up today on Facebook, I wrote, was it something or was it nothing? We want your opinion on the quote unquote, the rumble. I don't know what else to call it. It's not a great name uh, that happened last May. And we we're going to poke a little fun at it because there comes a time when you got to not be so serious. Now, the question is, how serious was it? We're going to address that a little bit tonight, talk about it. And I've been all day long, like you have probably, seeking information about this. I've talked to people and I've talked to people in the, in the game and a few coaches, none at Florida, um, and uh, some writers. Spent a lot of time with Graham Hall, who did a great job for us last night. Graham uh, has a story up right now, which we're going to talk about. Trying to find out what exactly took place on May 28th. And I'm sure by now most of you have heard the news that came out, which, of course, was a story about the 10 players involved. It's now up to 10, according to Graham, involved in this incident regarding guns, even though they were just airsoft. I thought airsoft was an ice cream. I didn't know it was actually a, a, a pellet gun. Uh, and even a frying pan. A frying pan? Yeah, a frying pan. We'll talk about that. But tonight I learned a few other details, which uh, I didn't know about, involving a couple other players, and I'm sure you did too. Uh, and you have to say, okay, how serious is this? Or is it serious? I'm going to do my best to put a little perspective on it, if I can tonight. We're going to join uh, Lynn Tindall of our elite Nation Kingdom Elites, and our assistant chief knight, he's the membership guy, Drive, who does such a fabulous job for us in about 10 minutes and get his take on it. Lynn's kind of the voice of reason. Uh, some of you are really upset, and, and I get that. Gosh, one of the most angry tweets I read was from Rex Grossman. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Rex Grossman. Sometimes I have a little problem with ex skaters sort of dumping on their alma mater, but anyway, that's just me. Um, and uh, we will address that. I just want to say to you, 
that to answer my own question, it wasn't nothing, but it was a little bit of something. And I'll try to put that in perspective for you if I can here in the next, what, 55 minutes or so. We'll uh, come to you here on the program. Francis Beard will join us at the bottom of the hour. I'll get his take on it as well. Glad to see so many of you on board tonight. It's been a busy week. We're getting back toward the football season. Uh, we've got some plans to announce, some new shows we got coming up. Probably have be able to do it in about 10 days. It's all about football. It's going to be good for you. Uh, and uh, we got good people helping us with it. So I will get to that in just a moment. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, the last note I got from Graham Hall, what do we call him? The Ministry of Information, right? Uh, he just updated his story. He said uh, 10 players were involved in the report. Seven gators involved in the altercation. And Emory Jones, Rick Wells, Kenmore Gamble, Tony, uh, Andrew Tony, uh, excuse me, Kadarius Tony, Tyree Cleveland, and Kyrie Campbell. And there were two others in the interview, Trey Dean and David Reese. Now, you think about David Reese, you say, uh-oh, not that guy. It's bad enough that you got some of your players like uh, like, like Tony and, uh, and, and David and, and, also, and also Jones, by the way, Emory Jones. Uh, but this is the other David Reese. If you don't know, there are two David Reese's. One's a junior, I believe, from Farmington, Michigan, the guy whose dad is on here. On our Gator Nation Kingdom, and uh, uh, we like him, and he would like him as a player and as a person. Uh, this is the freshman from Fort Pierce, David Reese. So that's that David Reese. So, again, there's no indication that anything big is going to happen. This has been dealt with in-house, as Bubba messaged earlier today. Uh, we know that Dan Mullen's ready to move on. Um, and there have been no no arrests, no charges Several students are before the, what does it call it, Student Conduct Committee. I'm not sure how that process works, but I believe it's, they hear it, they have a hearing, and then they recommend to administration or whatever what they should do. Not likely there'll be any charges or admitting so far, and we're not sure about suspensions, but it doesn't sound like it at this point. All right, that's where we are on this right now. And uh, I'm gonna do the best I can to bring to you the information that I have. Uh, this, there were a couple of new wrinkles today. I mentioned the fact that David Reese was involved uh, and trading. That's something new. Uh, now, I say involved doesn't mean that means there are questions. So let's not, let's be careful here. Uh, and let me just warn you about one thing. And this is what happened to us when the coaching change took place. There are trolls out there. We've done a really good job of getting rid of most of them, thanks to the Knights. All you guys, Lynn, and all you guys, and Richie, and I could go on and name them. Oh, no, no. So many of you guys done a great job. But they sneak in there. And there are things like bots, which I don't quite understand. But anyway, uh, I, I, they do their best to drive a wedge in you, as we've seen in our political system with Russia. All right? So don't get baited and trolled. Don't fall for that. If you have an opinion and you're angry, it's okay. I know one of our... Uh, at least maybe several are angry about this, about what's happened. But as Lynn said last night, this is happening in every school in some fashion. Does it make it okay? No. Does it make it right? No. But it's reality. So let's not too be too judgmental and kick off everybody who makes a mistake. If there's something, certainly Justin Watkins with felony assault charges, uh, who, by the way, has only been charged and not found guilty, 
He's in danger zone. He's a different case. When you get charged with a felony, that's a big deal. And your chances of survival are not real good. And it doesn't look good for him. So let me just say that right now. Um, I'm interested to know more about two things. I want to know who this guy, uh, this character Zachary is. Uh, that's his name, Tay Watt. I forgot now what it was, this crazy name he's got. And, and what he's doing around the team. Um, uh, and here it is right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, upon seeing Zachary, the football players left the scene and returned soon after holding uh, Zachary described as some sort of assault rifle and noting that others were holding rocks and in one case a frying pan. The frying pans become kind of a symbol of humor to a lot of people on Twitter because, I mean, you can hurt somebody with a frying pan, but I've never heard of a football player assaulting somebody with a frying pan, although I'm sure you could. Okay. So uh, the deal is this. There's an enormous amount of interest in this, as indicated by the number of people online tonight, uh, the most yet this week. Our Thursday night crowds are not usually this big. And we're not going to try to fan the flames, but we're going to try to put some perspective on it. I know some of you will say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Okay, I get it. I get it. And it's a local matter and all that sort of stuff. I'm just going to try to give you the information that I've been able to glean. And if you know me, you know I, I don't do clickbait. I don't do TMZ. I don't do sensational things. And I don't say things that I don't believe to be true. And I'll have a little fun once in a while on other things. But anyway, there's a lot of comments on here tonight. Boy, I could go. I could just finish the whole show by reading off all these comments. And thank you for that, for everybody. So, uh, and good evening to you. And I can't mention you all, but thank you for joining tonight. Good to see Bubba in there. Uh, again, uh, Richie and Robert, uh, Matt Bell, uh, first-time watcher. Yes, let's say good evening to Matt Bell, first-time watcher. Make Matt feel uh, welcome, all right? We're getting close to that big number, Lynn. It's, it's coming up. Um, and then Michael Black from uh, Plymouth. Uh, once again, our buddy Roger Burns. David Soderquist is here every night. We appreciate that. Becky Carlisle. Becky Smith Carlisle. Uh, Don Beverly. Uh, Kevin Zeminski. Josh McCumber. Uh, and so on. So uh, I think Bubba's quoting here pretty much what Dan Mullen said. In his statement, if you haven't seen it already, it's brief about it being a learning lesson. We were made aware of the incident when it occurred, Mullen said, and immediately began following campus protocol. This has been an opportunity for us to educate our players about the dangers and negative perceptions that can occur when conflict arises and how important honesty and good decision making is. It's not our first rodeo on this. We know about uh, the credit card fraud. We know about the Ron Zook issue at the fraternity house. We know about other things that have happened. Listen, I can go back way back to cases. There were a couple of running backs that tried to cut the tail off of Albert the Alligator, okay? And just to mention one thing, that was 50-something years ago. So this has been going on for a while, this kind of thing, these, these little tete-a-tetes. So this is, uh, we're gonna, not going to dwell on it too much, and we welcome your opinions Share with us, share with everybody else, and uh, we'll be glad to give you uh, some airtime on that. Uh, and I want to just say one thing. There's one important message to remember the Gator Nation Kingdom that makes it different, okay? Uh, and this is a message that the Crown Prince delivered the first night. We named ourselves this, um, and this is important to remember. Uh, yeah, hello, uh, Jonathan Anderson listening over in Japan again. 
uh, Roger Burns is back from China. Our Asia Pacific audience is reduced by one. Um, also, uh, to other folks out there, good evening to you. Uh, Keith Knorr, uh, and of course, well, Bubba has many comments about the situation. I'm gonna give you this message. This was a graphic that I got today. Uh, was not, uh, it was not mine, and I don't know who it belongs to, but I got it sent to me uh, by one of our, I guess I can go ahead and say, that it was uh, Chad Rich sent it to me. And I wanted to say, remind you that what we've always said about this group and about what we do and how we are a little bit different. We don't hide from anything. We don't run from anything. We always address the truth. We're not ducking things, but we try to have perspective. And this is very important. Here it is right here. As we await Dan Mullen's decision, this is a way for you to think about it. All right. You can make that process anything you'd like it to be, but the process has got to be trusted at some point. Do you think your coach and athletic director can handle this? Well, if that's the case, then you're good. Uh, unless you let people who are trolls and what have you get inside your head and play games with you and make all the jokes about behavior. And look, some of it's deserved. The Justin Watkins things happen. That's one of the worst things that happened. And then this on, on the back end of it. Uh, you can't let them get under your skin. If there are trolls, we'll dump them. And uh, look, we'll. Uh, this is like family. We can criticize our own if we want to, but uh, there's no need to panic, okay? There's no need to start saying, let's kick everybody off the team. Let's get the facts, and we're working on that right now. So uh, we will continue to do that and, again, trust the process, all right? All right, so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to go ahead and take this down for now and put it back up later. I want you to remember. Thank you, Chad, for doing that. I want to tell you about some of our sponsors. Uh, let's talk about, well, let's talk about Mark's Prime, one of our new sponsors. If you don't know about Mark's Prime, well, you're missing out. It's one of the best steakhouses you'll ever go in. Steak and seafood both. Uh, here's an example. I got this tonight off Twitter. There's a little food from Mark's. Mm. That's one of their, it looks like, is that a ribeye? I can't tell, bone-in ribeye. Uh, cooking there on Mark's Prime and uh, Ocala and Gainesville's uh, Fine Steakhouse. Uh, we'll put their logo up there so you can see that as well. Uh, they're a new sponsor. By the way, there's a reason the teams come into uh, town on Friday night to play the Florida Gators and come to Ocala to stay, and the alumni and boosters go to eat at Mark's. <laughs> you go out there, you'll see 30, 40 people from whoever's visiting in town that week because Mark's is known for its excellent service. It's naturally fresh vegetables, the premium wines, and superb service. Two locations to serve you, one in Ocala, uh, call up telephone 352-402-0097, one in Gainesville, 352-336-0077. So Mark's Prime, thank you very much for your support of the program, Cindy and gang at Mark's Prime. Okay, and this we'll hear from Dan Hightower. Then we're going to hear from Bubba. No, not Bubba, Lynn. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference.
hotline here. I believe the assistant chief Knight himself is on the phone. I'm not sure if he's on the phone or on Skype. You're there, aren't you, Lynn? I am. I'm on, I'm on my telephone. On telephone. Your telephone. Good. To, thanks for calling. I, I wanted Lynn to call in tonight uh, to give his take on things because he's had a couple of comments earlier. Uh, I think uh, made, made a lot of sense, and he's a common sense kind of guy. Uh, you were saying. Uh, it's pretty much done, although we did learn some new things tonight from Graham Hall's story about the two other people being interviewed. No charges, no suspensions yet. Um, I'm not going to say boys being boys, because that's a cop-out. But there are, there's enough stuff there to be intriguing. And I want to know if there's anything else that we need to know about. So where do you stand on this? What's your take on what we're calling the rumble, for lack of a better phrase? Uh, and, and what do you think will happen? Well, unfortunately, it's a black guy in a negative situation at a time of, you know, just coming off the Watkins deal that, unfortunately, you know, his is a little bit different than what these guys did. But I was actually relieved when I first heard Graham mention this last night. I thought it was a different incident that I didn't know about. I was like, oh, no, what what happened? But the more he was discussing it, then, oh, well, this, you know, I knew this happened three or four weeks ago. I'd heard about it. But... It, to me, it sounds like it's been handled in-house. Um, the student advisory committee, however they, they do their protocol, did what they have to do. I don't see any suspicions coming. I could be wrong. Um, if any, I would say Lewis, just because of the past. Mm-hmm. But then I saw something today. I didn't read. I, I hadn't followed up on Graham's reports. I was busy this afternoon. Or actually read any more of the story today. So, unfortunately... I'm not really up to date with current information that came out today. But I did see a tweet from Rick Wells about removing his name from this whole fiasco and that he wasn't part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unfortunate. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, like Bubba said, I think it's been handled. Mullen knows about it. Staff knows about it. It's just very unfortunate. Bad timing. You know, we're about to start fall camp and Friday night license tomorrow, so hopefully this weekend we'll, you know, be at the gravy train and some good news and get us back in, in a positive motion. Well, you follow recruiting pretty close, and Friday night lights, there's some stories out about who's coming there. There are some repressive players. I read a story tonight, this afternoon about it. I don't get into recruiting as much as you guys do, but there are some really good-looking talents, and the commits are all coming pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, and it seems that in the whole recruiting game – this early, people like to follow too much. You know, this team has a first-year coach. They're ahead of us. This team has a first-year coach. You know, why are we – well, if you got to look at the entire package, okay? Say if that Team A has 21 verbal commitments, we only have 12. Well, of course they're going to be higher rated and ranked than we are currently. So it's more of – to me, with Dan, I trust his quality over the quantity of other schools. Okay, uh, and and I'm with you on that. I think we've got a little bit too much panicking about uh, about too early regarding you know you you if you believe in the theory of play them one at a time, which is what all coaches say, one game at a time. You certainly have to take one recruiting season at a time. You can't look beyond that because it all changes. And uh, you know I've been I, I, I I've been around this game a long time, and you have too. We know how that works. It's nice to project. On the other hand, you have to be a little bit realistic. 
Well, and we're also coming into a situation with Marlin that, you know, a lot of these recruiting nicks and a lot of these people I listen to don't discuss and bring up is the fact of Florida didn't have a lot of attrition last year. So our rooms are loaded with talent. We didn't lose very many players. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these five stars, you know, they want early playing time and they see the level of competition they're going to go through. And I'm not saying that's an excuse why five, we're not getting five stars right now in June and May and July. But that does have a lot to do with it. And then, you know, teams like Georgia, they lost a lot of people last year. So that that space and that room and the competition level may not be quite as challenging as what we have right now, which is a good thing for us, in my opinion. In my opinion, and I told many, many people, Dan's 2020 class is way more important than the 2019 mm-hmm. recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw you wrote that last night. Talking about the, uh, um, so, again, just to give you the information, <clears throat> and he's got Rick Wells listed. I got this text earlier from Graham, who was busy tonight and couldn't come on. <clears throat> uh, and ten players involved in the, in the report, seven involved in the altercation, Emory Jones, Rick Wells, Kenmore Gamble, that's a new name to me, uh, Kadarius Tony, Tyree Cleveland, Kyrie Campbell, two witnesses, Trey Dean and David Reese, the freshman, uh, et cetera. So we'll, it's all has to sort out. And I think we'll begin. Yeah, to, yeah right, buddy. I, I'm not a reporter, but, you know, who, who are these two witnesses? What's their credibility? And I really, none of us know exactly what happened, what went down. But, but here's the thing, and that people need to really realize before they get into panic mode that is doom and gloom all over again. You know, this incident happened a month ago. And social media right now is so rampant, mm. even with media outlets trying to dig a story up to make a story, they need the hits, they need to get the likes. They're not selling newspapers, people ain't watching the TV shows no more. They have to find ways to create something. And to dig a story up that happened four weeks ago, just to bring it up now, it goes to show you that, okay, yeah, we're getting close to football season. And it's going to happen. And it's happening. You know, if we were all God forbid to say it, Alabama fans, and we had a show like this. I guarantee there's stuff going on in Tuscaloosa we don't know about because we're not right. we're not glued to it. We're For not sure. ears sure. to the ground to it like we are with the U.S. Absolutely, that happens. And, and I thought about this last night after the show was over. And, I, and by the way, I, I do love Graham. Man, he is he's awesome. Isn't he great? And he gets that too. Yeah, he's one of ours. He's he our, that the Minister of Information. Is a great name. I like that a lot. But let me ask you, let me ask you a question and get your thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. These uh, assistant coaches, the salaries that they are making nowadays compared to five, ten years ago, don't you think the NCAA should allow more hands-on with a position coach with these players over the summer, give them more responsibility since they're making so much more money that I think would help? Nick Savage is great, but one person and a few million helpers can't police 87 football players over summertime when head coach can't have contact with them. Position coaches really can't. I just think that needs to change. I think it would help, especially the young 17-, 18-year-old kids that are fresh away from home, new on campus, just enrolled, you know, not to babysit, but I think it I think it would help the situation some and and some immature decisions. 
Well, they do. And I tell you what they could do very easily. They could have those analysts who, by the way, sometimes all they are is just people who are do, who help in the off-season and help the weight room, whatever, and do a little film study. Those analysts could certainly do that. I think they – I thought that very same thought today. Why is it we see every year about May – Every every town, every college town, the police body starts getting full, and they have no supervision. Uh, it, you know, you you get you get a bunch of kids with testosterone, beer. Uh, you know, you get guns, girls, whatever you want to call it, involved. There's it, there's trouble around the corner, and there's not a lot of supervision there. And I think there is some room for that. There's no reason why they can't have it. Uh, they've got these people available, and I think ultimately when this thing breaks off and becomes the 50 top teams in the country, which is what I predicted would happen 30 years ago, the super conference for the, for the playoff, that they'll all have those kinds of things. And the mid-sized schools and the teams that aren't power fives will have to do something else. It'll be a different league. But that's another story. I agree with you on the help, though. I think they need some help, and I think they should address it at some point. So, All right, Mr. Well, Tendall, go ahead. Final thought. Final yes, thought please do. GNK, Gator fans. Don't sweat it. Dan's got this. It's going to be okay. We start winning games and all this goes away and disappears. All right. Well done, my friend. Thanks for your time. Appreciate you checking in with us. And great job. Hey, by the way, what, what's the membership? Are we going to make uh, 3000 by kickoff? I will fire my position if we don't. <laughs> I don't want you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're so. trying. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate I think, it. I think Richie needs to give away some free tickets for membership. <laughs> well, yeah, and I speaking of which, I got them right here in my hand. I've got a pair of shoes going out to Joy McBrayer. There they are. Brendan brought them over today. He wore them. There's a little dirt on the bottom. There's his shoes in his elite box, and in that is two tickets, which Joey has put back into the kitty because he's got tickets. Thanks to Richie Robinson and Laney for the tickets. And he's t- already working on tickets for the South Carolina game. Is GNK a bunch of cool cats or what? Man, it's a, it's, it's a group of family. I mean, it that's is. all I can say. It's family, man. It's awesome. It is, for sure. Lynn, have a good night, brother. Bye, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. And, uh, thanks, thanks for being on. Uh, all the it best is. to your son, by the way. Hey, he's working. He's grinding. All right. Keep us on the update on that, will you? Yes, sir. All right. Lynn Tindall will be talking to France in just a moment. We're going to give him a ring. I'm going to tell you first about Center State Bank and the Ocala Quarterback Club. They kind of go together in a way because of the event we got coming up. Uh, Center State Bank, of course, here we talk about centered on community and customer service. Uh, they, uh, they take great pride in being very much a part of the community. Uh, and they, uh, they're going to be the host uh, for the Ocala Quarterback Club event coming up uh, in August where we have Megan Mullen uh, and Megan Mullen will be at this building right here. Beautiful building on over on Silver Springs Boulevard. That is uh, what was once known as Gateway. Now, Center State Bank, as you can see on the front, and they'll be having, uh, the, they'll be hosting us there for the event. There's more information available on the Quarterback Club evening, Family Night. Go to Facebook, the Ocala Quarterback Club Get information. I'll keep you informed as we get closer. And you'll want to be sure if you plan on going, you better hurry up because the tickets are really going fast. 
Sunday Bank Horse, their core values are they're locally market-driven. They have long-term horizon on their economics. They have uh, world-class service, and they believe in relationship banking, faith, and family. <clears throat> they have uh, 82 locations in 30 Florida cities t- to serve you. Uh, and uh, you can look on centerstatebank.com and find one near you. And meanwhile, if you're in Ocala, go by and see this beautiful building. Uh, and see where uh, we locate our quarterback club membership drive every every year. Uh, right there in the second floor, it's an art gallery. You'll love it. Check it out. Sanitatebank.com. <clears throat> All right. Um, I want to put this up on the screen because let's have a laugh, okay? A little bit of a laugh would be good right now, wouldn't it? I love the fact that people responded to Graham's tweet today. Um, with uh, uh, a little a little humor, uh, and here was the tweet and of one, and here was the response to people on on the tweet. Graham Hall's tweet question: The police report names Gators Tayang Siante Lewis as the one holding the fry, frying pan. The response of one tweeter was: Was it from the new Jumpman cookware set? Now that's funny. That's funny. And sometimes when you're frustrated and aggravated, the best thing to do is have a little fun. Poke a little fun at it, which I loved. There are two or three more of these tweets. I'm going to read them just for fun before we call France. Have a little laugh at it, by the way. <clears throat> um, again, his, uh, his, his tweet, the way his tweet, uh, the police report names Gator Tiny and Siante Lewis is one holding a frying pan. Uh, <clears throat> here's an answer and response. If the ball had a handle, maybe he could hold on to that. That's pretty funny. Uh, somebody else said, he told everybody he was going to cook this year. And then finally, somebody having a little fun at our expense, the response to the police report names, Gators, Titan, and Siante Lewis is one holding a frying pan. Where they teach you, Florida, where they teach you not to bring a knife to a gunfight because a frying pan is better. <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny stuff right there, right? And... Uh, by the way, uh, I think you probably have heard enough about Friday Night Lights because we've talked about a lot of recruiting, so we're not going to get too much into it. We talked about it just a little earlier, and you guys have done a good job of covering it there in our message. If, you haven't, if you're on listening and you're not getting the message, you got to go join. Uh, be sure you get, join Gator Nation Kingdom so you can get the message boards and you can, you can chime in right along. And when we get one... Um, <clears throat> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Good job. In the spirit, Len Tittle just on says, thanks for having me on. Sorry, I only brought a saute pan. <laughs> well done, Len. Well done. I had the frying pan on. Very good. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, let me get a hold of my man, Francis, and talk to him a little bit about what he's got on his mind. I have a few other topics to cover tonight. Uh, this particular story is kind of eating up our shows for the last three nights, four nights, which I guess is not a bad thing. Uh, it, it's interesting. He keeps us interested, right? I'm ready for football to start, though. Um, uh, by the way, Friday Night Lights will feature some of the rising 2020s prospects on Florida's radar as nearly half of the 2019 commits and several high-profile players uncommitted 2019 targets. Uh, camp began, event uh, begins at 4 p.m. in the indoor practice facility before moving to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium at 7.30. It's free and open to the public. So if you're going, and I went to the first one, uh, as interestingly enough, invented by, dare I say the name, Urban Meyer. Started that as a trend. And by the way, since that time, a lot of people have followed. 
a lot of people got their own version of Friday Night Lights. So uh, anyway, we'll uh, catch up with our friend Franz Beard. Also got our top 10, early early top 10 for you to talk about. And Paul Feinbaum had a good piece in Time Magazine talking about Southern football. I'll talk about that a little bit. Right now, let's go to the hotline and talk to our compadre uh, who's uh, – in Gainesville, people don't know we're not in the same town, France. We're, we're, we're France Bear joins the program. Nora, how you doing, Francis? Uh, another day, another day, and another rainstorm. What can I tell you? <laughs> we seem to get a lot of them this time of year, don't we? Goodness, I saw an alligator crossing Paints Prairie the other day when I was heading south. Wait a minute, you missed a chance for a joke. I saw an alligator crossing Paints Prairie with an umbrella. <laughs> so you gotta get you gotta work that joke in there when you do. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, and you know what? I flipped that alligator over. There wasn't one uh-huh. damn shoe on that alligator. <laughs> I know you have had uh, a chance to digest a lot of stuff <clears throat> now since yesterday. Boy, it sure went fast since we talked last time. We talked on Monday, and boy, these last couple of days. Uh, I've read pretty much all the reports, all the tweets. I've said nothing all day but read stuff, talk to people. I must say kudos to Graham Hall, who stayed on top of this story probably better than anybody. I've learned a couple of things. I, I learned about Aerosoft, something I didn't know. I thought it was an ice cream. Uh, <clears throat> I've learned uh, a little bit about frying pans, which I didn't realize they could be weapons. I know roller pens were in all the old comic books, you know, roller pens. I learned that. And I've learned that to remind myself that there's uh, a more than one uh, David Reese on the team, just so we know, because he was named as one of those who was questioned, not David Lee, not David Reese the junior, David Reese the freshman from Fort Pierce. So I'm learning, and uh, and and I'm we're all learning. I, I posed a question earlier tonight, friends. We try to get perspective here on the show, and we did this whenever there was mass chaos after the whole thing with Chip Kelly and. Dan Mullen and people were freaking out. We tried to bring it together and say, let's let's get serious here. Let's sort through this. Let's not get taken by trolls and bots and whatever else there is on the Internet. Let's talk common sense. Uh, let's don't run from the truth. Let's tell the truth. But And if we want to criticize, we will. But don't push the panic button. Uh, and there is a bit of that sometimes these sort of things happen. Uh, give me your take on it. I asked the question when I wrote out the program. Is this something or is it nothing regarding what I now call the rumble? Um, it's embarrassing. It's uh, on a scale of one to ten. It's about a three. Uh, more embarrassment than anything else. It'll cost some guys a, a ball game or two along the way. Um, I was disappointed to see Rick Wells's name in there because here's a guy that missed all of last year because of his involvement in the uh, in, in uh, computer gate or for lack of a better term uh, or 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 uh, I, I haven't figured out what I really want to call the debacle of last year but here's a guy that got involved in that and and he's in trouble again and and that's that bothered me that probably bothered me as much as anything out there um, I, I'll make this comment, and I, and I made it earlier in the day to Richie Robinson. Richie asked me what can be done here, and here's the thing that 
happens too often. And this is one of the things I think that Dan Mullen has been good in trying to change the culture here. And I think he will eventually succeed, but it's obvious that he hasn't gotten it through all the way yet. We got a lot of kids who come here and they've been coddled. They've been told that they're the best there is. They were the best player on their high school team in most cases. Uh, and they come here to the University of Florida. Uh, now all of a sudden they're in the SEC at Florida, which has won three national championships and since 1996 and so forth like that, has won eight SEC championships, uh, so on, a, a top program in the country. And here they are there, and the coddled nature of these guys makes them think I'm really something more, and, and yet they haven't proven anything. And I made this comment to Richie. You end up, when you're playing at this level, we end up taking kids that, for one thing, have been coddled, but the other thing is they're at risk for the most part. Uh, how many of these kids on this ball club come from single-parent homes? A lot of them. How many of these kids barely skimmed by in high school and got in on the minimum amount that it took to get into uh, an SEC school to play football. Pretty good number of them. And you take this, and, and you take these at-risk kids, and, so, and and if you remember, Urban Meyer had this comment with us. He says, you know, you, you feel like you, you know, we're the, football is their last hope. Football is their salvation, can get them out of there. And some of these kids haven't figured that out yet. But yet, and people say, well, Look at Tim Tebow. Yeah, but you know what? You how how many few Tim Tebows are out there? And if you get a if you end up with a team full of character like Tim Tebow, chances are you get a team like Vanderbilt that doesn't win very many ball games because Vanderbilt may may set the SEC record for high character kids, but it also sets the standard for the lowest amount of football playing ability in the SEC. So you, you have this fine balance and you end up with situations like today where coddled kids get challenged and their testosterone their testosterone all of a sudden kicks in and you know what's that old saying God gave God gave men a brain and private parts and only enough blood for one to operate at a time never have heard that one friends that's new to me well <laughs> i think you just made that one up <laughs> no i didn't that's a, I, I i i actually cleaned it up yeah <laughs> but there's truth to it you know yeah. to, 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 we have what we've had here is an example of the testosterone taking over right i hear what Bugs you said come on campus and all of a sudden the football guys, we're going to be macho. We're going to, sh we'll show them. We're, yeah. we're football guys at the University of Florida. Yeah, we're having a little trouble with your Wi-Fi there. I want to mention that uh, you brought up Rick Wells. And Lynn Tindall, who's usually spot on here, usually uh, knows, he said, Rick Wells tweeted he was not part of this. Uh, so we'll see. You'll have to shake down then. We'll figure it out. I'm interested to know who this guy Tay Bang is. 
That's the guy I want to know about the night the the twenty one year old now. Now I had a friend of mine who checked him out and said he's a two bit gambler. There really wasn't any evidence. There were no files in Lotcher County Police Department regarding him and gambling. That you know, he was called a gambler, but only one person of the Mudden Gators was interested or involved in any gambling. And that was Shante Lewis, who by the way his name keeps coming up unfortunately in not a good way. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so. So that's that. So Rick Wells apparently saying he was not, we'll take him at his word uh, until we get further on down the line. Well, uh, Deontay Lewis is a disappointment too because this is a yeah. fifth-year guy. And yeah. you expect a fifth-year guy to at least give you some modicum of leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, so um, and this is what Bubba uh, said about this guy. Tay, what's his name? What was it? Tay Bang? Oh, that's that's yeah. his pseudonym. Uh, his name, his real name is, what is it? Uh, I've got it down in some place. I read it earlier. Anyway, the point is, it's not important enough to know. Um, the uh, Bubba says, uh, Bubba Ennis, this guy is a wannabe club promoter and is in front of the players' talk, dorms talking trash. He's now been trespassed uh, from UF property, so he can't come on UF property anymore. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, and... Uh, so we have a little information on. We don't know a whole lot about him. I'd never heard of him, had you? Uh, I had not, but uh, he, it's one of these things that you have to that you end up dealing with here. Um, it, it, you you end up with these guys that are, for all practical purposes, street thugs, and uh, you know I I don't I've never met the guy and. Mm -hmm. You know, he may be a deacon in his church, for all I know. Devante, Devante Zachary, 21, who told UPD he had a friendship with UF redshirt singer tight end Shante Lewis, uh, which Zachary described as a good relationship. When the football team was winning, <laughs> okay, I guess he got mad when they lost because he lost money. Anyway, Tay Bang, uh, by the way, didn't have a lot of cred with the cops. They said they didn't believe half what he said. Uh, I think the funniest thing is the frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why not? You know, I mean, why not a roller pin? That's what makes a better club, you know? Uh, <laughs> a frying pan. That's, that's a lot of run on Twitter, as you imagine. You imagine so that's going on. So uh, I know people are probably tired of hearing about it. And probably, uh, you know, we, you'll hear about it a lot now in the next few days from uh, the other people, the trolls, uh, the, the guys at the other schools. They're going to say, Florida's doing it again. You know, here you go. And you just have to take it because it comes on the heel of Justin Watkins' two felony charges, which is not a good look at all. And now you can't lump them together because there were no charges filed so far, and nobody's been suspended from anything. And the student conduct committee is getting together, I guess. I'm not sure how that works, friends. I hope in the next couple of days or weeks you'll talk to somebody at the university, the people you know, and say, how does that whole student conduct thing work? We, it isn't the first time we've heard about this, but other players in the past who had to go before. Well, the, the freshmen are first-time offenders, and they should get a pass unless that unless they were charged with something by the police, they should get a pass. Um, the upperclassmen depends on, on what they've done in the past. Uh, if they're brought up before the Student Conduct Committee and they've got a history of dealing with some things that are uh, against school rules, et cetera, like that, uh, they could face some disciplinary action. The, the freshmen 
should get off with a warning and should get off with, uh, if you do this again, you're going to be in trouble. That's probably what happens with them. Mm -hmm. For sure. Let's talk for a minute about another subject. We won't That's get a good idea. Yeah, we'll switch gears and let's talk about some of the polls now with some of these top 10 teams. Um, and also, I want to read a little portion of a, a, a piece by Paul Feinbaum talking about football down south in Time Magazine, by the way, which was just published. Uh, and we know Friday Night Lights, and good things will happen on Friday Night Lights, and this thing will blow over. This too shall pass. Nobody needs to panic about it, whatever. It's going to be okay. Uh, so uh, here's here's the top ten uh, from ESPN, early top ten, all right? And it's really ridiculous, as we know, but let's let's read it anyway, okay? Number ten, West Virginia. We know about who the quarterback is for sure. Uh, number nine, Michigan State. That's one you and I have talked about. There could be bad things ahead for that program, as we know. I got issues. I believe so. I, 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 I think they've got far too many distractions. Yeah. Number eight is Washington. I think Washington might be a little low there. I think Washington might be a little better. They got a good quarterback and they got a good play team and a really good coach and Chris Peterson. Great running back in Miles. Yes, Gap. he is great. Uh, and then you got Miami is up there suddenly a top ten team. Miami, who would have thought it? Number seven. Uh, Wisconsin, there's a team that consistently every year wins 10 or 11. I think I read where they have averaged 11 wins the last five years. Yeah. And, I, and yet I, you, I, have, you never hear about them very much. I think, they, I think they're really, really good this year. Uh, are they final four good? Maybe. Mm. You know, I think if there's any team in the Big Ten that's capable of upending the mighty Buckeyes, that Wisconsin could do it. And uh, they do it with the same formula that's worked ever since Barry Alvarez was there, which is you get a bunch of gigantic offensive linemen, you get a you get a good running back, and you get a quarterback that doesn't throw interceptions. That's how. Well, they and, do it. and they develop players. You know yeah. that goes back to the Barry Alvarez era, and they and that who they put as head coach, they they give everybody. A, and Camp Randall's a tough place to, to to play. A venue I've never been to. I'd like to go to the Camp Randall sometime. I have a, my son-in-law lives up there, or part of the year, and then it follows him. All right, number seven, Miami, number six, Wisconsin, five, Georgia. I noticed that Steve Spurrier made a little bit of a, a snipe uh, at them the other day when he was in Johnson City, uh, and he was talking uh, at his reunion of his state high school championship. He said, Georgia's not a sure thing to win the East. You know, he's always got to put that little doubt in there about the Bulldogs. He's touting, of course, South Carolina and Florida, his two teams. Putting a little doubt in their minds, he is only he can do. Uh, Georgia, you and I have said that there's three losable games there on that schedule. We'll talk about. Them. Yeah. Oklahoma, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's gone. I'm sorry, he was worth a win and a half by himself. I don't know that Oklahoma can sustain. They got a lot of good players, and they got a terrific young coach down in the second year, uh, and they they got a momentum going. I questioned Oklahoma that high. Uh, I don't have them in my final four at this point. Ohio State will be good, very good again. No question about that at three. Clemson, number two, I can't argue that. Alabama, number one, of course. Now, missing from this, by the way, Georgia and Alabama, there's no, uh, there's no, no, other, there's no Auburn. Uh, no. And there's, no other, there's no other SEC team. It's, there's obviously no South Carolina. There's no LSU, whatever. Uh, it's those teams right below that that will be the most interesting. 
I think we just don't know how it's going to play out. And we don't know how good the quarterbacks will be. The other quarterbacks are better all the way around uh, in the SEC and in the whole conference, in the whole country. So it'll be interesting to see. And, of course, the coaching comes into play. And if you throw Saban out of the mix and you throw Urban out of the mix, it's the two best coaches in the game. And you say, yeah. okay, now who are the best coaches in college football? Who would you say? Well, I'd say that there's, I'd say there's three, maybe even I, I would almost put Chris Peterson at Washington. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you in top five. I'm, I'll put him in my top five. Yeah, I, I would say I would say Urban and and Saban and Urban. Well, they're on the class by themselves. We don't one uh, two. Then you got Dabo and, and I agree and Dabo, with Dabo. Dabo is certainly. He is certainly elite, and and you know who would have thought that when he took over as the interim for Tommy Bowden? I yeah. mean, my goodness, yeah. you know, um, and and I would, I would also put in, uh, but but too I early for Chris, Kirby. Kirby's too early for he hadn't, he hadn't proved anything yet. No, he, Kirby is way too early. Chris Peterson definitely, mm-hmm. definitely belongs there. Mark Rick, uh, I don't think so. Is in that category. No, Mark uh, Mark Richt is is a next tier down. Uh, good coach. Uh, I'd probably I, I would. Uh, I know that that this is going to uh, caught rankle a lot of people, but I'd put Jimbo there. I would put Jimbo in that in that top tier, and I think that uh, I think when you a lot of people say, well, Jimbo only did it when he had uh, James Win- Jameis Winston. When you consider what Jimbo had to go through with that with that horrendous divorce he went through, mm-hmm. and the kind of stuff that he had to deal with, with on child. a daily daily mm-hmm. basis there, and, and his, his child, child being sick too, with his child and with the, the child custody that went with the divorce mm-hmm. and everything like that, Jimbo will win games at A and M that he would never have won at FSU. At FSU, he had the benefit of playing an ACC schedule, which he won't have there, but he'll have access to far better talent. Hard to to find wins on that schedule, though. They got a tough, tough, tough schedule. That's for sure. But uh, I would put him there. And and the one other guy that that I would tend to put in there as as a, a real top tier guy is James Franklin. I mean, when you win nine games... Yeah, I hadn't thought about him. Yeah. When you win nine games, two straight years at Vanderbilt, you're a pretty good football coach. Yes. Alright, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch subjects for a second. I don't know how you feel about this. Former players taking shots at their alma mater. Alright? <clears throat> and I know we've had some of that. Uh, if you're an, an analyst... And you're paid to do that, and you want to criticize them. That's one thing, but just tweeting out things arbitrarily to take a shot, I have a problem with. And I read one today. I thought I had it printed out here. I'm going to go look for it. Uh, and it's one from a former Gator player. And I get it. People are disappointed, friends, with the conduct thing. There's no question that they're upset about it, and that's okay. And let's see how it plays out. Nobody got killed. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got charged. You know, there were some things that shouldn't have happened, and there'll be some, maybe some, they'll set out some games, whatever. But the fact is, when you assess it, what do you have here? What is the collateral damage? And in reality, uh, not counting that what happened with Justin Watkins, 
uh, not all that much. Uh, so uh, I think that's what we have to look at with it, putting this behind us. Uh, that uh, that in, in terms of uh, what uh, what we how we assess this. Now um, I'm looking. Can you think of a question? I know St. Matthews got in a little trouble for criticizing the team once when Urban was there. Some people thought that was an unfair shot. Um, and I've got one here from Rex Grossman. I'm going to read if I can find it. And I'm going to let you judge. I'd put it on the screen if I could, but I can't. And let's see. Here was, here was his. He's been pretty high on Mullen. You know, he's been pretty high on the Gators. And I didn't see this coming. Uh, I just didn't see it coming. And I'm wondering where it came from. Let me get it up here, and I'll tell you what it says. And you, you tell me if this is the proper thing to say. All right. Um, where are you, Rex? Um, Rex said, I'm going to have to paraphrase it because I can't find it. Basically, he said this. Uh, he said, well, I guess I just saved myself a bunch of money uh, by uh, because I don't have to go to Gainesville to watch that trashy football team play. Uh, I'll be able to do other things. That that was a bit of a low blow, in my opinion. Uh, that was totally uncalled for. And, you know, uh, all I got to say is, is, Rex, fortunately for you, people who know a whole lot of stuff about you yeah. haven't been running their mouths about you. So yeah. that's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm, okay. not gonna, I'm not going to add anything more yeah. to it. You can draw what your own conclusions and whatever. But here's my my thought is this. Rex, don't throw rocks in glass houses. Mm -hmm. That's well put. I know what you're talking about. I think you're right there. So I don't know what got into to say that. I think maybe if you thought about it, he wouldn't have said it. If you're going to, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to criticize your team, that's fine. That's Okay. Rex follows me, I know. Uh, and uh, I saw this. I thought, this didn't sound like him. I thought for a minute it was a fake tweet. If I had to go look it up, and sure enough, it was uh, him that sent it. So, anyway, uh, I think you ought to think that one over before you do it next time. Yeah. Okay, here you go. Here's what it says. Well, looking like I'll be saving money this year with the money I was going to spend on going to the games in the swamp. Instead, I will put that money towards a trip to Napa Valley, California with the wife. Uh, watch that trash football team from my couch. Okay. Dumb thing to say. Uncalled yeah. for thing to say. And uh, once again, I'll just throw in there, Rex, you know, you're opening yourself up mm -hmm. for people who know an awful lot of stuff about you yeah. to make comments that you don't want out there. Yeah. All right, we'll close this up. One more final th comment about it. We'll take the truth serum here, and we'll talk about this whole one more time, this rumble, and get it behind us and move on to Friday Night Lights, whatever. I think the most disappointing thing for me was, you know people say it's all about showing up the right place at the right time? This is yeah. a case about showing up the wrong place at the wrong time. And there were players there like Emory Jones, which I'm sorry to see. There are players there, like other players I could name that were there. Uh, I wouldn't expect it out of them. And I don't like the optics of it because Dan Mullen is trying to get a program started and you've got a past that comes back to haunt you with Urban's troubles. Now last year with the 
whatever you call the knucklehead nine, whatever it may be, that group of people on credit card. And now you got this, and everything was going smoothly. The Justin Watkins thing happened, and then within 48 hours, the rumble happened. And this is the optics of this thing. And the players that showed up there, I'm disappointed in them. It isn't nothing. It isn't a big deal, but I'm a little bit concerned. And I think it takes a little bit of luster, just a little bit, off of mm-hmm. the football team and optimism. Otherwise, as I said, Dan Mullen was pitching a no-hitter. Um, it's more embarrassing than anything else. And where I doubt it'll cost him a ball game, such as losing those players last year cost ball games, I doubt this will cost a ball game. Where it will cost, though, is you're going to have some mom who's sitting there and her kid is going to have Florida in his final three. And he's probably going to like Florida a lot. And he's going to say, hey, mom, what do you think about Florida? And she's going to say, I don't like what I'm reading about them. I think you need to scratch them off your list. Hmm. That's yeah, where it's going to that, that does. You're right. Exactly. That's that kind is of thing. exactly where it's going to hurt. And, and it doesn't help, and there's a thing on the screen from Lynn Tendall about his views of Rex. It doesn't help for former players at this time when they're vulnerable to be given shots to the program. I mean, that, no. that's it. Isn't, it isn't, you want to criticize them and say, I'm disappointed in the young men, that's fine. Or I, I hope Coach Mullen will be able to straighten this out. I hope this is not going to be an issue. That's fine. But just to say, I've had it with this team. I'm not going to spend my money to go watch this trash. Bad way to go and a bad comment. So, well, right. not only that, let's say Florida suddenly starts out the season and goes, let's say, into the Georgia game with one loss or undefeated. Oh, is he going to be calling them trash then or is he going to be a hypocrite? That's mm-hmm. all I got, you know. Yeah. yeah. You think it impacts them at all in terms of their performance on the field? No, I don't think it will. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think this rises to that effect. But again, where I think it's going to be, where, where I, I'm concerned with is you may have one or two players that you could have gotten on the recruiting trail. And all of a sudden, you got moms going to sit there and say, you know what, kid, you can go anywhere you want, but I sure wouldn't want you going to the University of Florida because, you know, I, I don't want you getting in trouble. I don't want, I don't want to have to go have somebody call me up at the middle of the night and I got to bail you out. You know, you think yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm confident and I'll put this sign up one more time. I got it tonight from uh, my friend Chad Rich. He had it on there and this is what it boils down to in the end. If I can find this little sign that I had earlier, uh, it says all that we need to say. We'll get it behind us now and move forward. And it says this. Not sure if you can see this or not, Francis. On your screen, take a look at it. Don't see it, but that's all right. Well, you look right there, you'll see it. Uh, it says it's a gator helmet. It says trust the process. Okay. Well, trust the process. Which uh, is a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, let that let that sit for a while. Friday night lights back at it again on Monday. Francis and I got maybe some plans to tell you about soon, which we're excited about. Uh, some football shows, some people involved, and we'll share that next week. You have a good weekend, Francis. Any final thoughts you want to share before you go? Yeah. Uh, folks, p- 
put your seatbelts on because a lot of good stuff's going to happen. Mm. This is we're going to be your one-stop shop for Florida mm. football. Yeah, you're kind of pumped about this and stuff. I can tell, right? I think it's going to be. I think, and not only do I think it's going to be good, I think it's going to be fun for us. And, and Lord knows, football hadn't been fun here in a while. And well, I that's think the truth. And is. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to having fun again. Yeah. David Soderquist wraps it up by saying, trust the process and stay loyal to the kingdom. A good co- <laughs> good combination there from David and, and Bubba's chiming in there as well and Richie and the whole gang. So All I anyway, say is Here you go, dilly dilly. I'm gonna hoist the glass and, yeah, here's and here. Yeah, look at mine. Take a look at this one. It is, this, yeah, it's an old gator there. This is uh, yeah. yeah. My late sister is, gave me this, this one. This is the old stand-up gator. There so. you go. Here's to you. Dilly, yeah. dilly. Yes, sir. All right, friends. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right? Thanks, Be buddy. well. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure Franz appreciates that comment about his family. He's had quite a week. Uh, his stepdad was even in the emergency room after that. Uh, his sister was sick. His mom had surgery. And. Uh, he remained cheerful this whole time, which we really appreciate about Francis. He's always uh, he's been good that way, and we think about his family, and we hope wish him the best. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, we're going to see if we can get this thing back on my picture to say good night. Well, it's there somewhere, uh, and um, oh, well, the Crown Prince maybe will join us next week too as well. We want to be sure and catch up with what he's doing, what's going on with him. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, have some more special guests. About due for an old Terry Bradshaw to show up here one of these days, and uh, we want to make sure we get a chance to talk to him. The NFL season is starting quicker than the, the, the uh, college season. So, meanwhile, you have a good, good weekend, and um, have a good night. We'll talk at you next week. Again, thanks to all of our sponsors, including the Quarterback Club sponsors. I want to mention these folks again uh, because they pay the bills around here. Uh, and uh, there you see them on the screen here. Let's just go over them more of our time. Uh, <clears throat> Ocala Quarterback Club, we have that event coming up on August 22nd at the Center State Bank, which is a sponsor you see in the bottom right. <clears throat> Daniel Hightower Lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. CD Farms, Florida, thanks to Chris and Tracy as well. <clears throat> Down below the left, Rentstar Medical Research, the sponsor of my uh my Our Town show, which today was with Matt Wardell, the uh, symphony conductor. Uh, Danny Williams, you'll see Danny Williams' appraisal team uh, right here next on the bottom. And Danny's a big supporter of the quarterback club. Appreciate his support there. And if you need a good appraisal, uh, look him up in the phone book. You don't have phone books anymore. Or on your phone. And check out uh, WilliamsAppraisalTeam.com. It'll give you a fair appraisal at a good price. So you're honest, you can count on it. And, of course, as I said earlier, Prime... Uh, uh, the, the Mark's Prime Steakhouse and Seafood. You won't find a better steak, and for that matter, great seafood and Center State Bank. So thanks to all you people for making it possible. Thanks to all you folks for watching it, and we'll talk to you soon.